Alright, we're back. Welcome to another episode of the Sip the Tally Podcast. I finally got some guests in here. I've been chasing them down through Tallahassee. I got um Randy Yomas in here. What's up, what's up, Coach Yomas? What's going on? Sip the Tally. Got Coach McCray from uh, APG. What's up? How y'all doing? And Coach Colson from APG also. What's up? What's up? What we're going to do today is bring in uh, local sports to finally the, what my vision came from, uh, to fruition. I got uh, three guys here that, 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 that are local guys that know the school, know the kids. And I'm going to come in and quarterback this thing a little bit. We all going to go through and share our, um, our teams, uh, things that happened over for the weekend. I'm going to represent uh, Lincoln. Coach Jones going to represent Lincoln. And Coach Colson and Coach McCray going to represent God. And we will mix in the other uh, A5O teams. All right. So first off, I'm Coach Evans um, from Mississippi. My college alliance goes with the U. Uh, most of you already know that. I'm going to throw the same thing to Coach Yeomans. Let, uh, let him introduce himself and his college alliance also. Uh, what's going on? This is Coach Yeomans, a.k.a. Smooth 48 uh, representing uh, for the home team, the Florida State Seminoles, and also the Florida a University Rattlers. Uh, and Strike. Also always representing the 3838 Lincoln High School Trojan Trail. Uh, this is Coach McCray. Um, Representing APG and uh, you know, went to college at UCF, but my, my allegiance goes to the University of Miami. I grew up a known, but um, you know, once I grew up, I put away childish things and, thank you. and I had to come over to the dark side. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Spoken like a true K. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm Coach Colson, Alex Colson, uh, representing APG. Um, I'm from Tally, born and raised here, but I was raised right, so I was raised a Gator. Um, I, I, I didn't go to school down south. I went to school in New York, but I am from here. I'm a Gator fan, and you know I, I've been repping since the day, and everybody know that. All right, so what we're gonna do is like my my man uh, Bosch Lombardi said, we're gonna run it for the cardio. Uh, first off, first topic we're gonna review uh, Lincoln and Wakulla. Um, uh, decent game. Uh, we had, had some good things out there. Uh, ran the ball a good bit, threw the ball around a little bit, but a lot of improvements can be made. Um, going into the, the season, we had you know a few question marks, didn't lose a lot, got a lot back. And I think we uh, did a decent job of solidifying those uh, questions. Um, but uh, still, the season is, is upon us. We had a lot of things to improve on. We had um, two block punts for, for touchdowns, and we had uh, – we had a couple throws with us. We had a touchdown run and a touchdown by Sage Ennis uh, also. But the, all those things we hope to get better at. Uh, we hope to fine-tune the passing game, fine-tune the running game, and uh, head down to um, the coast of, uh, in Niceville and see what's up. What you got, Coach Jones? Uh, like you said, piggybacking on what you said, I uh, thought we did very well in the game. Uh, we, we clicked in, in all three aspects, did some good things offensively, uh, did some good things on defense, and also uh, had some big special team plays with the block punts that we had in the game. Uh, like you said, still got a lot of things to work on, but the season's young. Uh, we've returned a lot of people on offense and defense, and so uh, I'm, I'm excited about the upcoming season. I hope we can do some things. I know we can do some things. Just got to make sure we put it all together and, uh, and get it going. First things first, a nice reel coming up here on Friday night. I'm excited about this game. Uh, Got a, a bad overall record against Niceville, two and fourteen in, in Lincoln's history, two and fourteen. Wow. Last win coming in two thousand two in the playoffs, and before that in nineteen ninety eight. And both of those wins were in the playoffs. So 
Lincoln is 0-14 in regular season games against Niceville, so. Interesting fact. Something some got to change. <laughs> you guys get the chance to see our game? Were you at the game? Yeah, I, I got a chance Give, to see it. Give me your two cents on it. Well, you know, I, I told Coach Green when I saw him the other day, I, I really felt like, you know, the Trojan play hard. I, I really enjoyed watching it as a, as a Lincoln alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I enjoyed to see those guys playing hard, and they looked like they were having fun. You know, a lot of times, you know, kids kind of ease into the season. Uh, I, I really felt like Lincoln really came out there to prove a point to show that, you know, they got cut some of the mistakes out of the way from the previous year. And, um, you know, because I, I think last year, you got played hard, and the record didn't show exactly right. how hard you played. And I, feel that and way. I think those kids were out to prove that point. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel that way. And they uh, they came out with an energy that for my first two years, we really didn't have. And like you said, when you said about them having fun, they actually looked like they were having fun, smiling, high fiving, dabbing, all that good stuff. So, what, what you got, Coach? Uh, I just <clears throat> I got there as a. Uh, Pump was being blocked, so I think uh, a lot of emphasis and what uh, people do, especially in the beginning of the season, is focus on you know, you know, special teams, and I think that's a big part of the game. And look like you guys were you know focused on special teams, and because that's 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 a third of the game, right. the offense, defense, and special teams. So you know that the, if special teams is on point, you know the team is focused. So right. right. I, I feel like you know that's that's I, y'all were focused. Appreciate it. Let's um, move over to the uh, what was the name of the actual um, the two games you guys played Saturday? That was the Jonathan Farrell kickoff class. Jonathan Farrell kickoff class. First game we had uh, Godley versus Northwestern, Miami Northwestern, correct? Yes, sir. And um, I'll let you two guys go first on that one since you know you guys coached that team. Uh, well, you know, we it was a great experience, first of all, just to uh, have, you know, Tallahassee teams going out there to represent it and playing some great competition. You know, this is a football town, so, you know, it's, it's great for the fans here to, to really get the experience of some high competition, you know, uh, at the prep level. You know, we get to see Florida State and family do their thing, but to be able to see it Friday nights and Saturday nights, uh, you, you know, it was, was, was a great experience. Uh, you know, Northwestern, they, they were a, um, they were as good as advertised as mm-hmm. far as, you know, just doing the fundamental things, blocking and tackling. That's what people overlook when they look at those teams from Miami. A lot of people look at the glitz and glamour, how they throw the ball around and all that stuff. And they had some dudes now, but in the trenches, you know, they, they presented a challenge to us. And, you know, our kids, we, we felt good about, um, you know, just the fundamentals. We felt like we came out and, and we stood toe-to-toe with them. Now, you know, by no means are we just trying to go for brownie points right. this year. So, uh, you know, we weren't satisfied with being down uh, at that lightning delay. Right. Um, but we, we saw a lot of good things that we were doing, you know. I think you guys had the momentum in your favor when that delay happened. So, you know, but who knows what what goes with that. And I, I really wish they would have gave you guys a chance to finish that game out. Because I... The, 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 the Uncle Mo has won, in my opinion, and I just really wish they, they would have, you know, just set it back a little bit because it was, it was already there, but we was going to go. Yeah. I'm sure they stayed the night and they wasn't driving back, so screw it. Right. Uh, I just, you know, just looking at that game, like like you said, man, I just wish we would have finished. You know, you get an opportunity to go in the preseason, you want to make sure you get, you know, all your reps and, you know, some guys that you want to see. 
in the play. I felt like we played hard. I felt like on both sides, you know, we, we threw a punch, they punched back. I, I guess, we, you know, we were going to punch back, and I just want to see you guys do, especially against a high-level competition. Um, you know, you know, we were down at, 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 the th at the third quarter, I guess midway through the third quarter, and just, you just want to see what the finish was going to be, right. you know? And, you know, like, like everybody, it was good competition. I think they were a team that had been to state. Uh, they won state last year, so it was good to go against that type of competition mm -hmm. and see, see what we had. I think that uh, playing those guys first will help you guys on down the line. Because that's the kind of type of competition it's going to take for, you know, a 5 team to, to win a championship. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to play somebody from front and south. And uh, I think playing them early and getting a taste for but what they do down there, how hard they play, and you guys played just as hard. Uh, didn't didn't end up on the right end of the scoreboard, but the opening kickoff, you know, that set the tone. And like you said earlier about special teams, you guys must have worked on it hard because the, the initial kickoff, what you took it what, to the maybe ten yard line, mm -hmm. and um, then you come back and you know they do their thing and you know get a couple touchdowns and whatnot, and then you guys really like you hunker down, you actually start running the ball, then you play actually start working. As you know, that was the, the thing that I was impressed with. You, you, your hog start getting the business. And I want to say, you know, I give a shout out to my boy Cleon McFarland. One thing he always said is, nobody worry about being local champs. Right. You know, and I think that's the next step for Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. A lot of the people around Tallahassee football are trying to get people to realize, hey, there's enough talent around here in this city for everybody to prosper, for everybody to do, to do well. I know some of us in the same districts and things like that, but like you say, for us to really start having championship uh, caliber programs here and, and really be the football town that we know Tallahassee is, you know, we need things like that. We need those kind of classics and to play big teams like Guy has done it. And also Lincoln, you know, always play uh, teams from other areas right. and show what we can do something. Um, just being at the game uh, and seeing those two teams, like like you already said, Northwestern was coming into the game, uh, defending 6 A state champions. Got be uh, both teams loaded with talent. Um, it was just good to see uh, two teams come out. Uh, like you said, Godby came out through the first punch, and then Northwestern came back and was able to drive the ball and do some things. But uh, later in the game, kind of everybody settled down and got into the flow of the game. A couple of special teams things kind of swung the momentum for Northwestern early. And then, like y'all guys say, uh, later in the game, you know, after the uh, before the lightning delay, uh, Godby scores big big pass play, and now the momentum swung back in y'all's direction and. I mean, shoot, you really want to see how your kids, how your kids react to something like that. How how, how are you going to react in the, in the crunch time? And it's unfortunate that y'all guys didn't get a chance to, to play the rest of the game. But like you said, it's a lot of good, a lot of good things came out of that game for you guys. I believe um, just as far as seeing where you stack, kind of barometer for the season uh, going forward. Just the talent level that y'all played because that was that was a good no question team. Right. Like, like Coach said earlier, you, you, you're not you don't want uh, moral victories. Oh, but I think I think you guys. Well, I'm sure you guys had a lot of things to teach off the tape from that because mm -hmm. the effort was definitely there. Them guys on defense flew around. Coach, coach, and coach are DBs, right? Mm -hmm. Them guys flew around, made tackles. Um, you know, I'm sure some mistakes were made. I don't really know the scheme, but uh, they played hard, and it looked like they played hard. It looked like they were having fun when. When, you know, when everything settled down, the same kind of look you saw from, from Lincoln, I saw it from, from those guys. But I see that from those guys all the time. Like, them, them guys come out hungry, ready to do something. And I, that's what I uh, admire about the way you guys have fired up over there. Uh, we're going to slide a little bit and mention some of the other teams. 
Leah went to Walton. Fort Walton Beach, and uh, I think they won their game. 1907. 1907 versus uh, Fort Walton Beach. I'm not sure who they have this week. Who, who they got this week? Uh, they have uh, Gaston County. Gaston County, okay. Uh, Childs. Childs played. They played Gainesville. Mm-hmm. Played Gainesville, and um, you know they played. Uh, it was a scrimmage. They ended up playing the, their their stars most of the game. I think they were down early, like 19 or 20 to zero, and ended up making a game out of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, lost my baby a point or two, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Six twenty-three. They got they got one of the the good quarterbacks in the area that I think has an offer from Ole Miss. Uh, he's also a hell of a baseball uh, player too. Um, Gary, what's his last name? Green. Gary Green, that's it. He uh he has an offer from Ole Miss, and you know, I think they got some guys that moved in. I saw on the news some some brothers or whatnot that from uh, I think one of the days coach at, at Florida State. So they they're looking to improve off uh last year. And lastly, uh the other one we're gonna mention is um Oh, I forgot Rickers. Yeah. Let's talk about Rickers. <laughs> Rickers and Rickers played Cal City. And um score was 62-0. Um Carroll City is that team. I looked at a poll yesterday. They were ranked number one in the state, and it looked like it. Um, it's not much to, from my opinion, to really talk about because I know them guys are going to bounce back over there um, on Jim Lee Road. So, you know, the score is 462 0. Any guys got comments on that? Yeah, uh, well, just shout out to my cousin, Devin Rizpress, uh number one running back coach in America. He, you know, and I was there before the game to cheer him on and, you know, I'm kind of biased in, in it because, I, you know, I saw them playing hard, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know they're kind of young over there right now, but uh, like, like you say, uh, Coach Lewis and those guys, they going to always uh, fight back. And, you know, that, that that pride they got over there on Jim Lee Road, it, it ain't going to never go nowhere. Yeah, I, I, I did. Even even when it got out of hand, I could still say that they, they played hard. They kept fighting. I don't think they quit. But, you know, they just were overmatched in that, in that case. And, and Carroll City looked like that's the best team I've seen in the trenches and the skill positions in a while. They, I mean, everybody that touched the ball could, could go. And then even if, you know, the smaller guys, they weren't going down. They was making the first guy miss, breaking tackles and going from there. So that, that team is probably one to look out for that's, that's going to – what classification is Carroll City? 6 which, which is interesting. Carroll uh, City and Northwestern in the same district. Really? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And last year – last year, Central in that too? Yeah. Last year, Northwestern – Wins the state championship, had to go through Carroll City, like beat him twice every year. You got to wow. beat him twice to get out. So that's a that's a that's a heck of a that's district. That's a tough district. Carroll City, Carroll City, Miami Central, Western, Miami, Miami Northwestern. Yeah, and, and somebody and else. Some people Northern, might maybe. Some people might say Central might be the it's team to beat. Really? Central might be the yeah. team to beat. <laughs> so they got more juice yeah. than Carroll City. So, uh, so, uh, so let me tell you, though, we saw Carroll City practice mm. and. The you can just see they are one track mind this year. Those kids and they walk through. It looked like they were practicing for the state championship game in wow. a jamboree. Those kids were so dialed in and focused. They coached do a, a great job of getting them that. Shout young, out, young coach Jude. Oh yeah, the DB coach down there at uh, Carroll City. He's a he's a in the coaching fraternity. He coached here at Lincoln for a little bit. Was at Garvey for a little bit. One of our one of our homies. 
Very, very impressed by the head coach. I hear he's like 28 or something. Yeah, young, 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 young cat. Young yeah, cat. I knew he was young uh, initially because of the, the hundred yard sprint in pregame. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I knew he was young. He's he spread a hundred yards and went afraid in, in the end zone. So I knew, I knew he was a young guy. But uh, look out for that team. Uh, lastly, we'll we'll finish up with uh, how do we say it? Florida State. Florida High. Florida High. Florida High. Florida High. They, um, it's interesting because they played Stoneman Douglas. And if you all know, Stoneman Douglas had the tragedy last year. And then Florida, uh, Florida High had a tragedy on their campus. Not the same, but, but with a, you know, similar outcome. So they, they got together, played each other, and had a tribute to all 18 of those people. 17 from Stoneman Douglas and uh, Cam Brown from Florida High, which I think was a great thing. And they played this game in uh, Daytona. Uh, the four quarters on the line, I think classes, they end up having three games, but they played there. And um, not really, I don't really know the score from it because I, I just. It was like 42 to 21 yeah, or something like that. Florida they High. Have Florida High, 42 to 21. Yeah. Now, and Florida High has um, a couple of uh, Florida State coaches' sons on. They have uh, the head coach, Willie Taggart Jr., and Raymond Woody Jr. on there. I think uh, Woody's a four star. I'm not sure um, what Taggart is, but I, I did see him uh, participate in Friday Night Lights, and he looked like he held his own, even with the, the guy Florida State has committed uh, that's in the ESPN 300. But uh, Taggart looked just as good as those guys did when I saw him there at Friday Night Lights. Um, any suggestions or any opinions about uh, FAMU? Uh, not FAMU, Florida, Florida High, Child Leon, Rivers. Oh, just going forward. That Florida High School, uh, Florida High University School, man, they they've been doing they've been doing some quiet work, man. I don't know if they get a lot of credit, um, but they they always every time I play them, they've been well coached. They always fight hard, and I think they in the top ten. I think in their uh, yeah. classification, yeah, they're ranked in the classification. Very consistent program. So um, I I think last year they were in the, the state semifinals or the game before, but. Uh, Always get you know second, third round of playoffs, and that's consistent. Um, even playing the the big the big local schools around here, they all even if they don't win, they it's down to the wire. Or they're playing hard, fight. fighting hard. So uh, big shout out to them, Coach Hickman, Coach Julius Harley over there, the defensive coordinator. Uh, they do a good job over there at Florida High. Are uh, we gonna? Um Kind of let you know what we got up for the week. Uh, we're we're traveling to Niceville. We be in Lincoln uh, to play Niceville at a seven o'clock kickoff time. That will be Central time, which is the time zone I'm used to being a, a good old Mississippi boy. Uh, who you guys got this week? Uh, we got the Childs Timberwolves. Okay, at Cox or at Childs? Uh, we're at Child. We we signed the contract to go out there two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and then just to talk about that. Uh, you know, Coach Pettis has done. A, Great job over there with that program, of course. Uh, got a chance to watch them last week against Gainesville. And, you know, they're, they're surging. They're, they're ready. And, you know, Coach Pettis, if you know him personally, uh, he, he, he's a talker. He's a talker. Not trash talk, <laughs> but he just like to talk ball. So uh-huh. he's been in my ear all summer and, and calling Coach Fuller, you know, trying to downplay what's going on. But we, we know he's going to give his best shot. That's, that's good that we can all play uh, some, some good ball in 850 and still be able to, to come and talk about it. Um, we're going to switch gears a little bit and go to the, the AP Top 25. We're going to hit the top 10 real quick and then give you uh, our allegiances and let you know where they ranked at. We're going to start off with Alabama. Um, any of you guys think Bama's going to be beat this year? Bama is Bama. Um, 
year in, year out with the, the top recruiting classes. And, of course, you can't mention Bama without saying uh, Coach Nick Saban. Uh, he does a great job with the program, with the process, everything they got going over there. Um, great athletes at every position. Uh, so, I mean, they might lose the one game, and you, you don't know who's going to be too. But uh, it's, it's a great team, and they, they make it happen. All right, number two on that list is Clemson. But before we move on, I watched the um, the Bama series on ESPN. I'm, I'm watching the first episode, mm-hmm. and the guy was talking about practice. Right. He said, every time you come out of practice at Bama, it's a four or five star trying to get your job. So you got to bring it every day. You can't have a day off or you lose your spot and may not get back on the field. And you may see that guy drafted in front of you. So if you lose your spot in Bama, you're probably losing money. Yeah. Also, which is which is tough on an 18, 19 year old yeah. kid. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Uh, going on to Clemson, and like I told these guys earlier, uh, Clemson's number two. Their entire D line is first team All ACC. Uh, and I remember the guy doing the split two years ago when they won that championship. <laughs> I can't believe he still left. He was balling in. But in, in, in opinions about Clemson. I, I just feel like Clemson, the thing about it, and this, this comes from an O-line perspective, when a team has a D-line that great, you have your room for error in the game is so small. Right. Because that D-line can really affect them. If you can't run the ball and they cause the turnovers, it's just tough. They they make up for any deficiencies on the second and third level, and it's just going to be real hard to beat them. I mean, you got to attack them some right. different kind of ways, and it's going to take a, a team to have a, you know, a heck of a night to be able to beat them. Yeah, I remember uh, Sap used to always say the, uh, the front end got to work with the back end. And the key to that, if you can get four guys to get pressure, you don't have to blitz. You can cover everything else. Yep. That's seven guys covering four. You, you mm-hmm. should be able to, to clear that. Pressure with four people is, is a luxury most people don't have. And uh, I hope they use that to their advantage with the exception of the ACC championship game <laughs> when we play them. But, you know, it is what it is. Moving on to number three, uh, we got the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, if somebody can beat Bama, it might be Georgia. What you think, Coast? Um, I'm just interested to see what they're going to do. They had a lot of attrition last year. Um, I know I'm a Gator fan. I'm still, man, we we ain't too far removed from us whooping them with this. Shots fired. But no, uh, no, nah, nah, they're a good team. They've been they've been recruiting very, very well. They're in the stacks of four and, well, I should say five and four stars uh, in that order. But um, I'm just seeing what they're going to do. They got two quarterbacks. They have a very interesting quarterback situation. I, I I guess they, I'm pretty sure they settled on uh, the from. guy, that, the from, but um, you know, with Justin Fields coming in, that gives another dimension. And Super But on tough. the defense, I just want to see what they're going to do. I know Kirby Smart going to have them going, getting right, but you know, we're going to see what that, that, that cocktail party talking you about. Think, uh, <laughs> you think they can keep Fields off the, off the field? Um, I think he's going to play some. They, they got to put a man there, you know. Give I, some packages. Yeah, some packages. And especially with this, uh, this uh, red shirt rule. So now, it's, 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 you, know, you can see. <laughs> now, the, uh, the thing is, number four, Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm going to talk about them boys and, and the offensive line coach, like I said, you know, you they always going to run that ball. That's a team I watch a lot, got a lot of film on them that I study. But the thing is, as a, as a Miami fan, I was so scared 
uh, that Jim, the Jim Leonard, I believe it is, the defensive coordinator, young guy that's in Wisconsin. Uh, I was scared Florida State was going to get him. Not that they didn't get a good defensive coordinator, <laughs> but if they would have got Jim Leonard. I saw what he did to Miami offense uh, in that bowl game, and, and it made me nervous that he might be a Tallahassee next year. With um, you like in Wisconsin so much, I'm sure you got a lot of Arkansas take too, though. Oh, yeah. Because those guys at one point were bigger than NFL lines. So uh, let's bounce over to number five, Ohio State. They're sitting at five nine, but they on the hot seat. It's gonna be interesting. But they are on the hot seat for a game. Yeah, and they worry about the internal. Forget the games right now. I'm saying, but isn't he suspended? I'm suspended for the game. Three, 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 three games? Okay. That's why I was in about right. to see who they are. I don't know. I, I, think, I think it is three. But the thing I was about to say is, at, at this point in Urban's career, he's just a, the, the CEO. Yeah. Them guys yeah. can, 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 can coach, you know, their yeah. positions, and, and the coordinators can run it. But, you know, I don't think they'll, because unless they got a big-time game in them first three games, they slap yeah, on the wrist. probably be all right. Yeah. I feel like that whole situation, not to get off subject, that whole situation probably a slap on the wrist. Uh you know, for what transpired and what went on, and he was just kind of nonchalant about answering right. questions about it. But you know, they 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 put down the rules and they wanted, and uh, I guess winning is more important than that other stuff. Being uh, having that integrity, but hey, uh, they, they're always going to be a good team. They recruit well, uh, play in the Big Ten. They got a lot of speed that a lot of other those a lot of those other teams in the Big Ten. It's hard for them to match up with them. So. Uh, let me ask you this question. What Frost is in the Big Ten, right? Yeah. Do you think he'll be able to get some of those guys he had, some of those types of guys he had down in Central Florida to come to Nebraska to be in this in the middle of nowhere? I think it was tough, but if, it, if there's any guy to do it, it might be him, just with, with his age mm-hmm. and his familiarity with the state of Florida now. I know we had a, uh, my champ at Arnold had the time to sit down, and that was one of the main things he was he was worried about. He wanted to talk to the high school coach. He wanted to uh, create a rapport with high school coaches, and he wanted to know what, how did these other schools get these talent, mm-hmm. this talent? And that's what that was one thing he kind of asked us when we had to sit down with him. When he first came from Oregon, I felt like it was a match made in heaven if he brought his uh, his playbook, his Oregon style of football to Central and South Florida. I felt like he would do exactly what he did because you know you get that talent running that spread type stuff. Which I always wonder why Miami didn't go to that type of offense, being that they're in the center of it. But you know, I guess because Rick is is not that type of guy, and then. Al Folden was not that type of guy. Either. <laughs> so uh, it is what it is. Uh, next is Washington. I don't know much about Washington, what they got up there. I know they got a, a top tier quarterback, but that's about, about it. I, I know they play the pack team, which is sometimes soft. Uh, what, what, what you guys think about that? Uh, Coach Peterson, I, you know, I, I'm going to go back to that Oklahoma uh, Boys of State game. He was the head coach of that team, and now he's at Washington. When you see those type of moments, just how he had that team ready, that back and forth, a team like Boise State ain't got nothing, you know, no no business really hanging with Oklahoma. You know, maybe play with them, but to take those punches and still stick in that game, that guy can just flat out coach. So I, I can understand why they have a success. So I guess I guess he got some guys up there. Yeah. Um, that's the game you mentioned is with the Statue of Liberty play, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. This is yeah. a, a um, my bad. This is an interesting matchup. First week, who watched them play? Oh, I should have researched it before I said it. 
They got they named their starting quarterback um, the other day. Uh, what's the guy? What's the kid's name? I saw him play baseball here at Florida State. Well, actually, he didn't play; he was hurt. But what it is is their starting quarterback already has a nice, fat baseball contract. They're going to allow him to play football this one year before they take him to baseball. Mm. And his contract is so nice in baseball. I really don't know why he's playing football right now. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what they returned. They lost a lot in their leader Baker. Baker was, Baker kind of me, to me epitomizes what college football is about. He had fun, he enjoyed it, he won, and he walked on twice at Texas Tech and Oklahoma. I'm really rooting for Baker uh, with Cleveland, and he got a lot of weapons around him if he get to play. And while we're recording this, Tyrod got hurt tonight, so he may be in the starting lineup. Tyrod hurt his hand, don't know how bad it is. Uh, moving on. I'll let you, you lead into this one. Who's number eight? Oh, yeah, the U. It's all about the U, baby. Oh, you know, I really feel like with Miami, what it comes down to uh, is the offensive line play. If the offensive line for Miami plays well this year, we'll be right back in it with Clemson. You know, I know they're going to present a challenge to everybody they play, but I think we can have a similar season too last year. Just got to have that quarterback play. You know, that's what everybody talks about with Miami, but, you know, with Cleo's and things with that, Coach Rick, I thought last year, too, Coach Rick made some, some decisions, like the Georgia Tech game, the uh, the onside kick that we tried and all this kind of stuff. You know, let's just go out and play a little football. And I can't tell him because he's making millions doing right. it. That's just my fan opinion mm-hmm. on it. My thing with Miami is uh, everybody was screaming for Nicosa, 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 Nicosa. Even I did, so I, I can't even front say everybody was doing it. I was, but as I sat back and thought about it, um, our starter didn't play bad up until those last three games. He played okay, average. And, you know, he was clutch against Florida State, big time, and a clutch against some other teams. But if Nicosa, Nicosa, which is obviously the better athlete, if he doesn't pick up the offense, we need to stay well, stay packed. We need a guy that's going to deliver the ball because we got a ton of weapons. We got a ton of weapons. Like you said, the old line is good. We should be good because I know the D going to be good. And one thing about Miami, the turnover chain is back. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad Florida didn't get to see the turnover chain. They scared. Cool. We'll cool. see y'all next year, 2019. Oh, we back? We got it back? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tailgate. Oh, yeah. We in that thing. We in that thing. Next is all going to be they open up with the, uh, oh, we don't want that. Not next year. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, number nine is Auburn, and they have uh, Washington in the first game. Auburn lost what I think uh, is probably going to be one of the better running backs in this draft that ain't talked about that much. Carryon Johnson. Because he was hurt toward the end of the year. He carried y'all sit, and them. Right. Kids about, what, 6'2", probably about 230, 240. And when healthy, he, he toasts the rock. Everything's downhill, downhill in your face. Now, they do get they, – they have Stidham back, uh, and they got, a, you know, a plethora of, of, of O-linemen, D-linemen. And we they get a good crop of them every year, they kind of get – when they win a recruiting battle with Alabama, that's a, a plus for Auburn because it's tough to be Auburn in the same state as Alabama. So for them to keep that consistency, I applaud uh, what they're doing at the coaching staff and, and, and Gus for doing what he do because, you know, he they say the spread can't, can't win at the SEC and he's doing a, a consistent job of winning and, and beating those teams on a, a high level in the SEC. 
Uh, any thoughts about all Um, not really. I know we just we just stole one from him. Recruit, <laughs> recruit, uh, body straight from from Auburn, Alabama. Wow. But no, I, I feel like Stidham. Um, I'm interested to see what he's doing in his offense. I, I I tend to think that. You know, with that type of offense, Gus Malzahn does fit around his quarterback, but I think his offense really go when he has a has a, has a mobile quarterback. Gotcha. But uh, still, has a little a couple wheels, but I think he's gonna sit in that pocket and pick you apart. Now uh, they do have a mobile quarterback, Hunko Jones, that we <laughs> ran against last year. Uh, uh, he yeah. from um, from Trail, Joy Gatewood. Yeah. Joy Gatewood. Our son took a picture. Joy Gatewood was running from our defensive end. And he was bigger than the defensive end. <laughs> so that tells you what, you know, a lot about Gatewood and I don't know if he'll get PT. <laughs> but he probably will get PT with the, the red shirt rule. He'll probably get in there, you know. Quick, get, quick backstory on Gatewood. Uh, just after that game, after that playoff game, um, walking in the hallway, I went back to make sure our locker room was clear. And he was, uh, he was standing, our locker rooms were kind of close to each other. He was standing out there. And I'm thinking to myself, why does this dude still have on his pad? The game been over for an hour. And then I walked past him, and he just—he didn't have on a shirt. He had on this uh, Under Armour shirt, and he was—he <laughs> was probably six foot six, probably about two forty. <laughs> <laughs> so from a distance, like man, that dude huge. And uh, rounding out the top ten is Penn State. Um, I'm just all credit, in my opinion, is to, to Franklin. Oh yeah, he's he doing a great job with getting those guys. He has to replace probably the best. Got in the draft, Saquon, and um, and he had to replace the offense coordinator, which went to Mississippi State. So um, about Penn State, all I can do is say hats off to Coach Franklin. Uh, you guys can elaborate on that if you want to. I think they're doing a, a like you said, a great job recruiting. Um, they have Coach Sider, J. Juan Sider, who was uh, formerly at the University of Florida. Um, he's doing a great job coming down to Florida and. And getting a couple people uh, here and there, it, it's I, I think it's hard to get people from Florida to go all the way up to Penn State. But uh, he's doing. I mean, if you can get one or two, and you're playing in the Big Ten, and you got somebody down there shifty, and hard one or two a year equals eight. There you team. go. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, like you said, Coach Franklin, they're doing a great job up there at uh, Penn State. All right, we're gonna skip around and hit local teams real quick. Uh, Florida State sitting in at 19. I bet you had a floor of that, Coach O. Uh, Florida State checking in at 19. Uh, new year. Uh, a lot of people around the area are excited. This uh, the new coach, Willie Taggart, coming in. Uh, first year at Florida State. Um, a lot of excitement in the program. Supposed to be bringing back fun and, and uh, nasty defenses and fast-paced yeah, fast -paced offenses. So I'm, just, I'm looking forward to the season. Um, Tough schedule, very tough schedule. Um, it can go a couple of different ways, but I think if, if everything goes the way it should, nine wins is another question, but uh, you know, you never know. I'm excited about the season. Uh, a lot of, uh, some decent depth at the positions. Um, going back, gotta see what the offensive line is gonna do. Uh, got some exciting pieces on offense, running back Cam Akers. Uh, Nightmare. <laughs> yeah, coach is from Mississippi, so he he's seen him in action before. Um, still, uh, ongoing quarterback competition uh, with uh, DeAndre Francois, who started the 2016 season, and James Blackman, who started the 2017 season, and 
can't leave out Bailey Hockman, who's a, a coach's son. Uh, his dad coaches in Georgia. So that competition's still going on. I'm thinking uh, DeAndre Francois will pull it out, but no telling. Uh, I'm just excited for September 3rd, uh, Virginia Tech coming to town, and we get a chance to look at lethal simplicity. Okay. <laughs> and I, they, they got a theme song I heard already. I heard yeah. it all sound Shout out to Reef Knockout. For the for the track, uh, Lethal Simplicity. Now to uh, to to jump in for a second and talk about about Cam Akers. Um, that 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 kid is mentioned among one of the greatest kids that ever come out of Mississippi. That's how highly Mississippians think of Cam Akers. They talk about him in the likes of a uh, Jimmy Jones that played at Alabama. Um, I forget the other guy's name, but they, he had a thirty for thirty on. Um, Played running back in Louisville. I can't remember his name, but he's one of the, the, uh, the greatest kids to come out of uh, Mississippi. So, and what Cam did was he played quarterback, obviously. Every time he touched the ball, he couldn't be six, no matter what it was. And I, I you know, I, my last game in Mississippi was against him, and we actually had a chance to beat him. You know, we, we scored a little way at the end, but they were up 35 to like seven at the beginning of the third quarter. The first play of the fourth quarter, we tied it up 42-42. They ended up pulling it out, 49-42, uh, because of, we just couldn't tackle that guy. Now, the running around chasing him for so long, it's, it's hard to tackle. Then the next, they didn't win state that year, but my first year here at Lincoln, the year they won state, they were unbeatable. And basically, they got to the point where they hiked it to him and told the other level people, you tackle this guy for the whole game. And they couldn't do it. I mean, he went absolutely nuts in the state championship games too. And he was, I think he ended up being the number one recruit, number one running back. Yeah. That he, he passed up Najee Harris as number one running back. Um, let's go Gators. Man, it's just, it's just a lot of excitement. I think we got, uh, I, I think we got somebody now, a mother that knows, you know, the lay of the land in Florida. I think he's somebody that at least we can be consistent on first down, you know, getting first downs and moving the ball. Um, I think we got some. We upgraded our offensive weapons, so I, it's, it's, I kind of like it in the Florida State as well. There's a lot of excitement with a new coach and a new style, and just trying to see what, what this year gonna bring. Now, with uh, the staff that just went there, being that I moved from Columbus, Mississippi, which was 25 minutes from Mississippi State, I did a lot of coaching clinics at Mississippi State with those guys, and when I was able to visit whenever I wanted to, because they had a guy. Well, we had a guy that they wanted. So our doors were open to go mm-hmm. and, and visit all the time. So I spent a lot of time down there. And the two guys on that staff that I believe in are Billy G, was the wide receiver coach, mm-hmm. and John Harris. In my yeah. opinion, John Harris is probably the best O-line coach yeah. in, in college football. Yeah. Outside of football, he's, he's hilarious, <laughs> funny, but dead serious. He is one of the better coaches, in my opinion, in college football. He'll get that O-line right. Uh, Billy Jingle get the receivers right. And he, Mullen went back and got the quarterback coach he had when Dak was there. He yeah. got Johnson. Yeah. Johnson get those guys right. So I, I think offensively you guys will play better. I don't know how that's going to relate to to, to victories because I don't know like the Jimmy's and Joes you got. Mm-hmm. But the scheme will be there. And if you get the right quarterback there, that, that's going to work. And I can guarantee you're going to see Tony a quarterback too soon. I need to put my two cents in oh, yeah. on both of them teams. Oh, yeah. Florida State got a chance to watch their practice. And, uh, you know, I, I was impressed, man. I, mm-hmm. You know, Coach Freeze with all of the land, 
He does a great job. They they practice like people think of tempo and think about the types of plays that Florida State gonna run. They practice with a tempo that's gonna really wear some teeth down. So we're gonna see how they stand up as far as depth goes. I, I don't know. They got a defensive depth, uh, the linebacking core. You know, you got to play some linebacker now in college football. So that's gonna be a thing. If I was Florida though, if I was the Gators. You know, Coach Colson, if you pass this along to uh, Coach Muller, um, you know, I would just, I have a youth movement. I would uh, I would play all my young guys this year and really focus on recruiting because them guys up there at Athens, University of Georgia, they are loading up like Alabama on the offensive and defensive line. Right. And, and you need to keep up with that now because they can make a run up there. I know people don't like to hear about Georgia and Florida only when they had good players before. But, you know, that, that's what I think about those two teams. Well, the, the, the difference is with them being in the SEC, they got to have them guys in the trenches yeah. in order to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can kind of get away from it, you know, in our other conferences, the ACC and other conferences, but in the SEC, you got to have them. So even though LSU ain't been winning, they got dogs in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Auburn going to have dogs in the trenches. We know about them. Uh, Florida, if you don't have them, you better get them. Georgia got them now. Tennessee used to have them. I don't know if they're headed back that way. Arkansas going to have them definitely on the offensive line. Maybe not so much on the defensive line. And I don't know what Jimbo got out there at Texas A&M, but, you know, them them first years with uh, Menzel and and, and what's the freak that's at Cleveland? the uh, defensive end, that was number one, Miles Garrett. Yeah. I don't know if he can still got them type of guys out there, but you definitely got to have a uh, deep line and old line in, in, in the SEC. Um, so Florida is sitting right outside the top 25. They receiving votes. Uh, where do you think they're going to finish this year? Um, This year, I think eight wins is pretty, pretty, pretty good. It's a couple games that they could be toss-ups, mm-hmm. but uh, – I just feel like I think people are going to be surprised about the defense. And like you said about the trenches and everything, I think the switching to the 3-4 kind of fit the type of D-lineman that we do have. We have more ends than – we have more end-type type bodies. And we got a couple – we got a couple young guys that are some pluggers. With Slayton, um, I'm interested to see, especially with uh, last year we had those suspensions. We got a couple linebackers that's coming back. I think that's going to make some noise along with some new guys and moving those, moving some guys that we had at in back to outside linebacker. I think it's going to help us out. So I think in the trenches, I think we're going to be pretty good. And you know how we are on the back end. Yeah, I think you got so three trenches, trenches guys in the SEC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I'm, I'm and Grantham, I think Brandon, Brandon will be an aggressive style, which I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see, especially with the type of players we have on the back end, being aggressive and Making people put the ball in there. Right. It's going to make people put the ball in there. It's going to make people do some stuff that they ain't comfortable with doing. So I, I, I feel good about defense returning to elite. I think we kind of fell off there. It's really wild the 4 and 7 happened. So, you know, I think we're going to be able to move the ball, help the defense, and defense going to be able to get the ball back. And nine, maybe 10 wins might not be might not be so, uh, so far fetched. But it goes down to O line play, which you said we got a good guy in that O line. And it goes down to quarterback which we got a quarterback whisper so I think we got places in for things that you know for our deficiencies and we'll see how it go no what about Florida State uh I got Florida State tab looking at the schedule I got us tabbed at uh eight and four for those four to swing either way uh plus or minus two um those four games uh University of Miami uh NC State 
Clemson, and Notre Dame. Um, I feel I feel like Florida State could win two of those four games, so we can go from eight and four, be ten and two. But I got us falling kind of maybe like the nine and three range. Gotcha. Um, but those four games will be the determining factors, especially. But probably the most important game, if we start off with the win against Virginia Tech. Um, I think we'll be able to get some momentum and and get some things going. Um, that first game is gonna be key. It's gonna be key. I'm interested to see. Uh, what the the depth on defense is going to be like. I think we have some good starters like Brian Burns and Demarcus Christmas, and uh, some good some good young people in the secondary. Um, secondary, I'm really looking forward to seeing them play. Um, but like we said, we have some deficiencies at linebacker. Um, we'll have to see. Uh, looking forward to see uh, Dontavious Jackson. See if he can hold the rope. and need more than one. So. Uh, uh, we'll see how it's going to be. <laughs> All right. Coach, I'll let you go with Miami before I get to him. Um, I expect the uh, the national championship game to be the University of Miami versus Ohio State. Uh, I'm surprised I didn't get a lot of laughs. <laughs>, laughs. But I'll tell you, that's seriously what I expect. Uh, Ohio State, nobody going to play harder than a team that's trying not to get their coach fired. So I, I think they're going to come out fired. The University of Miami, that's what I'm supposed to be talking about. We just got it all. I, I, somebody got to really explain to me, a great football man, somebody that actually know football, why Miami won't be in there this year. Why Miami can't run the, run the, uh, the schedule. Run the schedule. Now listen, we got Clemson in that championship game, but we, we built to beat Clemson with the skill position. Like I say, the offensive line is where it's hit. If we can play good offensive, if we can have good offensive line play, we got the skill guys to, to really match up with everybody. And the schedule is favorable for us. Y'all don't have any regulations that you do. No. No, we don't have any regulations. Now, my, my opinion on that is, and I said it earlier in the podcast, regular season-wise, I think we'll be 11-1. and one. Where that one comes in, I picked Virginia Tech or if we underestimate Florida State. I think everybody else on that schedule, we can beat and will beat. Some I think we're going to beat handily. I just, we always have a letdown somewhere. Let me ask y'all this, uh, Hurricane fans. If y'all should so happen to lose to Florida State, traditionally, y'all usually take a dump after that, after Tr- a loss to right. Florida State. You're right. But Could I you don't, see I don't something think, like that happening no, this year? I don't. Okay. I think, I think if we lose that game, which I, I don't think we will, Rick will refocus them and they'll go on and do what they need to do. Because losing that game doesn't put them, don't put them out of contention. Right. You can lose that game and then you still got Clemson waiting right. in a championship game that can throw you right back in the mix for the national championship. So so losing one of those games, if, if it's that opportunity, I still think we got a chance to get to that national championship game and go from there. But we're gonna have to beat Clemson. Yeah, and not having those 10 scholarships, not having the depth that a team like Miami needs, mm-hmm. that hurt us. When we did lose games, we was running out the same guy that was emotionally beat or let right. down. Right. Now, if Rick have an issue with somebody, just like in that AC Championship game last year, if we didn't have Richards get hurt, that game was a lot closer. But right. our depth wasn't there. Right. We went and loaded up. Coach Dugan stayed down there. Go Coach Dugan. Uh, so, you know. Dugan has a, a plethora of weapons. He got two, in my opinion, two of the fastest dudes in college football. Okay. And Harley and... Um, Thomas. And Thomas. Mm-hmm. And then you're sitting back with uh, the two big guys on the outside, Cager and Amon Richards. Uh, the two tight ends, especially the kid that looks like he's going to start from uh, Las Vegas with uh, uh, Michael Irvin's son being hurt. And so, and running back, 
mean, come on. We got uh, uh, DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas. We got uh, Link on, which gives me nightmares. <laughs> University and uh, Homer. And, and Homer did a great job with yeah, everything. What he did last year shocked the heck out of me. I ain't think he had it in him, but he ran the ball hard and he was a lot faster than I think he was. Um, I, I got a question though. Go ahead. For, for the Miami. How do y'all, and, and just from a Florida fan, I, how do y'all feel? You, you think because Rick is back home that. I know it's a stigma about Rick stacking talent and just not, not winning. winning the big game. Mm-hmm. What do y'all think about that? I think the talent, people going to say this crazy, I think the talent that you can get at the University of Miami is better than the talent at the University of Georgia. I, I know the that. Talent that he could get. Yeah, the talent he could get. He's in a more talent-rich area. He got a lot of talent at Georgia, but that speed that he got at the University of Miami is great. Now they just, it's really in the trenches on both sides. They got to try to build it up. We having some issues getting deep tackles and stuff like that. We got one good one last year, but, you know, we got to build it. We keep getting a transfer. I, I think it um, it messed us up, uh, threw us off when the two guys went pro this year. Because mm-hmm. if they didn't go pro and we get Willis back, oh, now you're sitting at maybe – the next D, the next next best D line in ACC behind Clemson. Mm-hmm. I mean behind yeah behind Clemson. I'd be feeling really good. Right, exactly because <laughs> you got two pro players and top of Willis. I think Willis was better than those guys. Yeah. So you know we got we gonna be young right there. Yeah. But I think we experienced in the secondary, and I'm excited to see what what Bandy gonna do this year too. Also, I really like y'all's uh, linebacking for college. Uh, all oh, right, yeah, yeah they got, got a good three, three years starters. Three years starters. Shaq, I like man, and McLeod, Berryman, Berryman. So, they been gone. Yeah, Perry. Perry been gone. Oh, that's right. Perry. Perry. <laughs> they all look the same. I mean, Perry. That's what I mean. All of them. All Miami linebackers look the same. Yeah, they all look the same. They were them 50s, though. Now, we going to uh, close this thing out with uh, FAMU. FAMU. Hit it. <laughs> uh, going over there on the highest of seven hills. Uh, it's a new day, hopefully, over there at FAMU. Uh, Coach Willie Simmons. Uh, he's done a great job uh, coming in and, and kind of bringing a fresh look back to FAMU. Um, they did a great job, I thought, uh, in recruiting uh, this past uh, recruiting cycle and brought in a lot of local talent. And, and no knock on former staffs, but uh, just able to get a lot of the, the local talent that was maybe overlooked or, or not gotten by FAMU. Uh, place, people that they could have got went other places and, and did and came back and beat family. Right. Uh, I can name people that here at Lincoln, Ronald Butler with the Tennessee State, uh, Devontae Graham with the North Carolina A&T, Trevin Huff with Bethune Cookman. There's so many people that could have stayed home and played for FAMU and, and thrive. They went other places and, and were successful against FAMU. Right. So uh, by saying that, I think Willie Simmons is, is doing a great job keeping, keeping those local kids here. Um, they got a fresh system. Uh, the office line coach and office coordinator Alex Jackson running the offense. Um, they got a lot of people returning on defense, so I think they should be good. Um, they start off the season on September 1st versus Fort Valley State. Uh, we pack out Bragg Stadium and go in there and make some noise, man. They got, they got six home games this year. Yeah, yeah. Six. And I've been going since I moved here, and they have you lost know. one. They lost one home game in two years I've been going. Now they, you know, they've lost some away games, but I've seen actually one loss since I've been here. I'm excited to see Jackson State come down here 
Uh, see the Sonic Boom of the South. Sonic Boom. So, you know, we can have this Sith and Talent matchup uh, <laughs> that weekend also. Oh, yeah. But um, I, like you said, with the recruiting, I really like what he's doing. I'm excited to see the local kids play also. I'm excited to see Fuente play. Uh, I'm excited to see the guys that are from Godbidale. You know, just local kids we coach against to see what they can do on that level. Quintez Gallon, uh, Lincoln graduate, Ricky Hunrilis, uh probably the star running back over there. So, <laughs> like you said, well represented from the area. I know Godbidale's got a couple of kids. Uh, the quarterback's getting some yeah, reps. Sean McKay. Sean McKay and uh, Summers. Yeah. He's getting some reps with yeah, D-Line. Richard Summers. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I, I just... I guess I'm happy about the hire of Willie Simmons uh, because I, I feel like he he's a younger coach. Now I don't know he's not too too much. I, I guess he is younger. He's younger than uh, Earl was, but he's younger and has experience. He right. has he has head coaching experience, mm-hmm. and I think that, that's something to, to to look at. Where he he he's from this area, so I think the pride is there, and I'm just excited to see what he do because I, I I have coached with him. And, you know, I think he knows his X and his O's, especially. And just to see how he develops a QB that was pretty good last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's returning, and I think they can do some things, especially with the talent. You know, we got Florida talent, and, you know, I want I want to see Florida talent, you know, do good. Exactly. I feel you on that. I feel you on that completely. Now, what I will say is um, they got a new turf at our family. And I think their, their field was one of the, uh, the things that kind of – Kept them from getting maybe certain kids because it could be game two. And that turf will be ate up. You know, you have a bunch of sand spots. You know, you know, it, it would probably wouldn't affect your play as much. But when recruiting, the little things like that count. Yeah. And and another big thing I would say on what Will did is he got uh, Kayvon Thibodeau to come on campus, <laughs> which is huge for, for all HBCUs. And for Thibodeau to continue to speak on his great time at, at FAMU. Which, uh, you know, who knows what kind of dividends that'll pay down the line of recruiting. If he can get those guys to, to, to come by and stop by and see the campus, and somebody's going to pull the trigger. Yeah. And, and then you have an opportunity to change the course of college football. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I, I went in, uh, Fanview fans, first of all, need to be excited about what's about to happen over there. Uh, I went out there in the spring and watched them practice, and I saw a lot of great things. The offensive line, I said, man, they, they need a few pecan seasons. They're going to need some recruits and stuff like that. Then I came out there to the scrimmage they had over there in Gaston County, and that was the most impressive unit out there. You know, they, they ran the ball well, and that was with uh, Ricky being out, who's probably going to be the starter. Uh, the secondary looked good. It just was real crisp. Coach Coulson called me and asked me, you know, how it looked out there. It just looked crisp. It looked well put together. You know, it, it looked organized. different. Yeah, it looked real organized when, when I saw them play out there at that scrimmage. So I'm excited. Like y'all say, they recruiting these local kids. Hey, they, they got a season ticket holder now doing that. And like us, we bought a family four pack. The family four pack for me, my son, my daughter, my wife. She's a family, family alum, so she's gonna love this part. Uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna wrap this thing up. Uh, we have Niceville. Lincoln has Niceville this week. Gabby has Childs at Childs. Uh, we'll, what we're gonna try to do is get together sometime in the weekend after the game and you know give you our opinions about the, the local 850 team and you know a little college football when it kicks off and try to come with you every week. But we're gonna say this. Because for all us coach and teach, sometimes schedule don't match up. <laughs> so we're gonna try to come to you every week. We're gonna make the attempt to come to you every week. I finally got these two to, to come see me. I, you know they don't they want to come over here. 
But I got them. And so now I think they enjoy themselves. And, you know, it's always good to talk ball with people. And uh, what you think may be a 10-minute conversation end up being probably an uh, hour and a half or over an hour. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to mash this thing up. I'm going to sign out. I'm Coach Evans. Coach, Coach. Coach Gnome is a.k.a.b.c. <laughs> Coach McCoy. All right, that, that's, that's this episode of the Sip Potato Podcast. We're going to leave it up to our followers to, you know, whoever listens to this, to come up with a name for it. Let's do that. We don't want to, we don't want to take nobody else's shine, and, you know, we want to have our own thing, make our own name for ourselves. So we're going we're gonna to brainstorm ourselves, you know, in the comment section, or if you see it, if you hit us on Twitter, you know, you got a name you think yeah, that, that might be cool, we'll throw it in the hat and, and see how it roll with that. Uh, my social media handle is CoachEvans9 on Twitter. Uh, you got BeastMove48 on Twitter. Uh, uh, Coach McCray, APG. Uh, how about him? H-O-W-D-O-U-T-U-M. That's why I saved you for last. I knew yours was unique. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch y'all next week. See the Tally Podcast. Coach Coles and Coach McCray. Coach Yolman's coming to Coach Evans. And we out. Yeah.